Life Audio. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. We are with you live, and it's great to be with you. Welcome to Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and you've joined the conversation with real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking to apply real faith. And what is real faith half the time, right? Like, one thing that we know for sure real faith is grounded in the very same thing that the real answers to every question in your life um, is grounded in identity. It all seems to boil down to identity. And so we've been having some great conversations the last few weeks about just our identity as Christians, as women, or, you know, as mothers, sisters, daughters, friends, humans, Christians. You know, it's a, it's a big conversation. It's a conversation that seems to never end. And while our identity is always in some sort of transition, because let's face it, you know, Even the Bible says, one of my favorite scriptures, be ye continually transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus. So let's dive into Girl Talk this week with, guess what? The entire Girl Club tribe is in the studio. I feel like Howard Stern and like everybody's here. I could actually never feel like Howard Stern, but you know what I mean. So come on in. Good morning, Christina, Summer, Christina, and Nova. Jeez Louise, it's good to see all of you guys. Morning. <laughs> yes, morning, morning, sunshine. Hello. Actually, I, I'm going to be honest. Um, while the rest of uh, Girl Club crew uh, is chiming in from around the world, good morning, um, Adrienne, and uh, uh, from all over the world, South Africa, London. Gosh, we've got people everywhere, you guys. Um Nigeria, America, um, and then, of course, all across America. But while everyone's chiming in and saying hello, uh, Summer and I did get to spend some in-between time. You guys, we've been having vacations. Uh, Christina and Nova have been getting their kids started back to school. Um, Summer and I got to spend her birthday together this year, which was a huge deal. So uh, that was great. And, um, And it's been good. And CB has been 
down in Mexico doing a lot more than getting tatted in blue hair. She's been she <laughs> she's been making although you do have some good blue hair and some new tattoos to share. So, but she's been making a difference and um I love to know um I love to know that God is, you know, is having you guys operate in your lane. I know that sometimes it's tough to be in your lane. Um but, you know, you do it well. You do it well. And so I'm always really excited when we can all get back together and kind of share what's been going on and what God's been saying. And um, I guess we should just start with a quick acknowledgement of what's been going on in the last few days with the passing of the Queen of England. And so if we could just kind of take a moment to honor her, because Anna who's behind the scenes. And a lot of uh, you girl club members are from England. So I know a lot of you have been dealing with a real shake to your identity as a nation, you know, with losing queen Elizabeth II. Uh, she has been the queen for gosh, what 70 years um, over 70 years. It's pretty amazing. And she, you know, one of the things that I've loved about um you guys, I don't know if you've been following her passing or if you've been reading stuff, but I have loved that she seemed to really acknowledge her faith, you know, all the time and how it always helped her to love other people and get her through national crises. And in a way, when I read stuff like that, it reminds me of, um, you know, she's called the defender of the faith. And that statement alone, oh boy, it could make me cry. Um because that's what each and every one of you is, you know, that's what we are. That's what we're doing here at Girl Club. That's what any of you listening to us right now, you know, you're probably here because you're looking to go deeper in your faith. You have questions about your faith. Maybe you're not a believer and you have questions about our faith that we're talking about. Who's this Jesus guy? You know, maybe you have a preconceived notion of him and it's not great. Or maybe you have a preconceived notion of him and you just, don't know anything or your notion is, I don't know. Whatever your identity is in relationship to Christ, he definitely sees you and knows you. And um, I think it's pretty awesome to leave this planet and be called a defender of the faith, you know? And so I just want to encourage my girls that I'm looking at here in the studio this morning to really don't don't shy away from your role as defenders of the faith. Don't don't be broken back. Don't be put down. Don't be stopped because the world needs you guys. You know, and I know it seems like a big world and it may be hard to imagine that the world could use any of us or anything we have to say, but I know that he does. And it it gets me here every Monday and makes me take this seriously because if we're reaching one, then we're living like Jesus because we serve a God who goes after the one. And many people on pulpits today have gotten that one wrong and forgotten it. So, um, yeah, so it's a big week, you know, for all of the English people, British people around the world. And um, my heart is with you, you know. So. As we kind of kick it off today, you guys, um, unless any of you have a comment about the queen or the queen's passing or anything you want to share, then I'll, I'll, I wanted to start with um, reading something that is really powerful. And um, 
when we think about our identity, um, this really, to me, really illustrates how powerful this is. So each word is a seed. Every conversation is a seed. Every thought is a seed. Every action is a seed. Each reaction is a seed. Every relationship is a seed. Every act of worship is a seed. Every word of praise is a seed. Every sentence is a seed. Every act of compassion is a seed. Every act of justice is a seed. Time is a seed. So today is planting time. We must all be sowers every day of seeds. If we sow love, we will reap grace. If we sow truth, we'll reap freedom. If we sow goodness, we'll reap justice. If we sow forgiveness, we'll reap mercy. If we sow the gospel, we can change the world. So what are you sowing today? You're probably not reaping what you expect, possibly, because you're not sowing what you should sow. This is an, 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 an inevitable law I want to share with you, and it's very true. And at the same time, it's really, really practical. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. No one can mock the justice of God. What is sown is always reaped. Mm. What are you sowing today in your identity as a believer? What are you sowing? What are you sowing into your own mind about yourself? And what are you sowing into others? And it, it really makes me want to deal with a question that came in last week um, from P. New, actually. And let me just get this right, this question right. Sometimes even, some, I sometimes even pause, wait, sometimes even pausing to see how much God loves the person we are tearing down immediately grieves the spirit inside us and sets us straight. Um, and then it kind of, the comments kind of go on and I want to run, run them because it's all going to play into our conversation today. Ouch, this hurt. And yet it's so true. We were speaking about identity. Is my mouth being used to attack a person's identity? Question mark. Am I basically yelling out Raka to my own brothers and sisters in Christ? And I just want to stop right there because both of those comments, which came in last week after Christina and I had a conversation about identity, and it really made me think about what I just read to you. You know, what are we sowing? So I just want to start there. What are you sowing today? And let's start with what you're sowing into your own mind, into your own life. Are you sowing what God says about you? Or are you sowing what the enemy says about you and what the enemy wants you to partner with? Which identity are you nurturing? The one that Satan would have you walk in or the one that God created you to walk in? It's powerful when you really think about it. And I want 
each of you to really think about it. And if you're listening, write in, you know, write in. Let's talk about what we're sowing into ourselves and into our own identity. We want to know what, what, who's talking to you, you know? All right. So my tribe in the studio, who wants to attack that one first? Anybody having um, negativity sown where you're literally realizing that you're sowing negative words and thoughts into yourself, into your own identity? I guess I could speak into this. Um, so this last week I shared at a big women's conference here in LA, California for like a bunch of different Calvary chapels, you know, from Calvary Golden Springs to Montebello and just like a bunch of different people came and there is like two other amazing, like heavy hitter speakers and all week I struggled. It was this past Saturday, but from last Sunday and Monday, I struggled with so much doubt. I struggled with so much discouragement and I was disqualifying myself from being a part of this women's conference because of my age, because I felt like I didn't fit in because I felt like, who am I to, to come, um, to share with these women, you know, and I truly, and so much so to where, and it wasn't really even anything that people were saying to me. Um, Actually, yeah, I think, honestly, a lot of it was over the last few weeks, you know, like, I'm going back, you know, my modeling portfolio is done, I had to update my roots this last week to go back in. And like, people are just like, you know, why are you coloring your hair again, right? Just like homeschool moms making comments, right? You know, like, why are you like, why did you get another tattoo? It's like, dude, tattooed models are in right now. Like, this is like my look for what I do. And there was just like all these like negative comments, you know, I think just like coming from different like homeschool moms that I know. I love homeschool moms, by the way, but just like with where I live, it's not an edgy area by any means. Um, and so I think for me, I automatically just kept getting this like negative in- thing in my mind where I was just like, I felt like that overcritical mom was in my mind of just like, you know, and that overcritical mom and I struggled with my mom being that way growing up. Um, was there to the point where like, I didn't want to be at a conference with 300 overcritical moms, if that makes sense, you know? And so I disqualified myself, you know, I was like, well, I'll just continue to do youth and go back in the industry and like, forget all these other people. Right. Like, I was just like, dude, like people are one track minded, like whatever. And I just, yeah, you know, honestly, like I really battled. And I think for me, like traditional women's ministry, like we've all talked about, is this cookie cutter mold, right? And no one gets real. And no one talks about the things that are hard to talk about. And I was just like, dude, like, this is not my scene. So I was like, peace out, right? And I called one of my whosoever guys, he's like our team counselor, his name's Tom on Monday. And I was like, Tom, I'm just really, and he's like, all the guys, my team super champion me when it comes to women's things. They're like, dude, you're killing it. And I just said, I'm really struggling in my calling right now. You know, I'm struggling with, you know, just, you know, just so much doubt. And I realized that we wear armor, right? Like the Lord gives us his armor, you know, like in Ephesians, like put on the full armor of God. But I realized that the enemy was bringing doubt to dismantle that armor, you know, to take off my shield, to take off my helmet. And it was like, I was taking off my armor before I had walked out on the battlefield, disqualifying myself 
because of, you know, whatever. And he just said, Christina, you know, God's called you to share with these women, like, and you know, the, and he just like pretty much gave me, you know, like kind of a brave heart, you know, moment. And so going into this week, you know, so I, you know, I pray the Lord gave me so much peace the rest of the week and Friday night, you know, going into the conference, you know, I was like updating color in my hair, which is why my hands are still purple. And I show up at this conference and I didn't know there was going to be this many people. There was like 300 women. And these are from like all the heavy hitter Calvary chapels, all the women from these Calvary chapels up in that area were at this conference and I'm looking around like I know that person and that person and that person and so when the conference began naturally like I always sit in the back because I have to use the restroom a lot and I didn't want to like disrupt by sitting in the front you know with other speakers and having to like leave and so but when I sat in the back you know I was able to kind of take in the whole room and I was literally just like I this is not like my scene you know and it was just so much doubt dude so much discouragement but I was sowing that into myself and it was just all of these voices in my head of just these moms over the last few months who were just like you got another tattoo why are you bleaching your hair again you know why are you coloring your hair again and just all these thoughts of just like 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 you're too edgy you're too colorful you're too outside the box and i was just like man dude like okay like why like why am i here you know okay so long story short oh can i finish no nope. yeah okay. go on because i have a lot for you <laughs> i know girl i know and so um long story short i remember being in the back and i was on my knees and in worship and i went to the bathroom so much so that i had the runs like my stomach was so i was so anxious i had the runs like in the bathroom and I put in my headphones with worship music and I went into the green room right before I had to go up because I was a second speaker. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, Christina, how many moms have you wept with this last week whose daughters are struggling with suicide, who have attempted suicide, who are struggling with all the things? And I was like, all these faces of these moms came in my mind. And he said, I need you to go up for those women. And I said, OK, Lord. So it was the power of the Holy Spirit because in myself, I have nothing to offer. And that day the Holy Spirit moved so powerfully, like at this conference. And at, and at the end of my talk, I said, because they, they had me, they asked me to do the altar call. So I did, but the, I did the altar call. And then I said, I'm going to be on my knees in the front. And if you ladies want to take off your mask today and surrender the things that are hard that you're going through, like meet me. And these ladies do like flooded the front, were on their knees in worship, like weeping before the Lord. And afterwards, it was just story after story, like of a woman, you know, who's like, I lost my son to an overdose on meth. This other lady's like, my husband's been cheating on me in my marriage for the last year. This other lady's like, I was sexually abused. And the Lord through this conference, and, and there's been like, because of this conference, I got invitations to go speak at like other conferences. But so many women were like, you were so relatable. And no one ever talks about this stuff. And they just were coming up to me and just sharing with me all this stuff. And I realized that the doubt I was that the very thing that I was overcritical about in my mind this last week of I'm too edgy, I'm too colorful, all this stuff was the very thing that broke the ice with all these women that right. I was outside the mold, which is what the Lord used to break the ice and to come in. And so after that, I was like, you know what, dude? And I wore these like kind of like grandma kind of like fuchsia pink like pants I got from my friend's grandma with the whosoever shirt and my hair was obviously blue but it was just so funny because I was able to be myself and I cracked a few like you know jokes and people laughed and people cried and the Lord was like who I've created you to be is what women need now and I just walked out and I was like thank you Lord for how you've created me and I'm not going to allow narrow-minded people 
to determine the way that I see myself or who I've been called to be. And so the next time someone's like your tattoos or your hair, I'm just like, oh, cool. You be you and I be me. Kumbaya. So that's all I have to say. So uh, yeah, I know you have a lot to say. I'll receive all the things, Cynthia. I'll receive no, all you, the things. You, but yeah, so that's just like a pro that's just like a practical example of like just like we struggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, we do. Yes. And so it's like, yeah, so it's a testimony, but I just want to walk through like how like what happened, how the Lord restored that and also the fruit of that. So that's all. Girl, I'm number one. I I know you well enough to know that you would only walk through that and come out of it more powerfully because that's yeah. that's how you seek to walk. Yeah. And for those of you listening, it's like the only thing I can say is going to affirm what you've learned, Christina. Yeah. But like, number one, as a believer, we carry, let's talk about seeds. We carry the seed of Christ in us. Yeah. Okay. He said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, surely you can say to this mountain, get up and move, and it'll get up and move. Okay. So now let's go back. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a mustard seed. It's so tiny that you can barely see it on your fingertip. Okay. So that's it. God's saying like, you don't even understand your minuscule little tiny seed of faith is so much more powerful than you even get. You need to get that, first of all. Secondly, as a believer carrying that seed, you said something so interesting, Christina, because I get it. Like, whoa, this is not my scene. Like you look around and you're like, this is not my scene. They're judging me. I'm judging them. And the reality is that as a believer carrying a seed of Christ, every scene in every room around the world is your scene, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you carry the DNA of the God that created all of us. And for anybody to dismiss you because your hair is blue or because you're wearing pink grandma pants is dismissing the seed of Christ that is in you that is different than the one in me. And I find it so interesting that basically you've allowed these moms without knowing it have been sowing seeds of doubt about your identity in you. Christina, why are you getting another tattoo? Christina, why do you have blue hair? You know what your answer should be? And I hope it is going forward because it's certainly what mine would be. I'm getting another tattoo because I want to. I have blue hair because I like it. Sorry that you can't carry this blue hair and these tattoos, sister, but I can't carry your granny pants. You know what I mean? Like at some point we have got to get to that place where we love ourselves so much. And it's not about that we love ourselves because we're vain or something. It's about we love God for making us as we are, because as we are, he can use us to reach other people who are like us. Because trust me, all those young people who are in the lives of all those moms who may have immediately or right, you know, on first glance said, I don't have anything in common with her. You equalized all of it. You leveled the room with all of it because you allowed Christ to be on the throne. First of all, I don't think it's a bad thing, Christina, for you to end up in a bathroom in tears saying, Lord, I can't do this if you don't show up. I have nothing in common with these people. Show me why I'm here. And he did. And isn't that the most powerful place as a leader to be in? 
I, every day we need to be in that place where we're like, God, I'm nothing like these people. I'm broken. I'm tired. I'm, I feel overlooked. I don't have the resources. I don't look like them. They don't look like me. I don't want to do this. You need to show up if you want to use me and you want this done because you have me here for some reason. If we can be leaders that stay in that place of humility, you guys, we can change the planet. Yeah. I know we can. I know we can. But it requires us to stay in that place of identity, you yeah. know, real identity. And and in these moments of struggle, I think what God is doing is he's solidifying our identity. Because Christina, now at the end of this, I has your identity grown some? Oh, yeah. Like, right. I honestly, like... That like and because of this experience this week, I've had so many people that, you know, like we're going into like today, tomorrow and the next day, like we have like the global um Calvary Chapel conference. I cover Golden Springs, which is my home church, like Royal Races Church. And I know that like even that day I was able to pray for the pastor's wife and I know that there's gonna be a lot of like leaders like from all over the, the world that are gonna be here. And the Lord just showed me like I'm gonna give you eyes for the ones that are struggling with doubt or discouragement, like in their calling and in their ministry. Mm -hmm. And I want you to seek them out and pray for them these next three days, you know, because I grew in who I was. And I know that there's a lot of, and honestly, a lot of the women that came out to me, there's a lot of interesting characters really. And I just know yeah. even at this conference with leaders, some people feel like they have to fit this mold for God to use them. But I really feel like the next few days, the Lord's like, I'm going to give you eyes. So I need you to just like, rely on me to go and to help because basically the enemy tries to dismantle our armor right through discouragement and defeat and you sowing those seeds and he just keeps showing me like some of them are coming in with a dismantled armor this weekend but i need you to go this week at this conference you know and just like help put you know put their armor back on to be like i got you you know just praying that armor back on because people did that for me this week i had a lot of people like praying and fasting for me um and it wasn't just because of this week, but because of the invitations that I got after. And honestly, after that conference, I was like, Lord, I want all the women's events. Because I got this cute right. basket. And I was like, I want because, all the women's like conferences, whatever you have for me. Like, I'm because, ready, you know. Yeah, well, because listen, we're all sisters in Christ. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sisters, sisters, you know, like we are. We're all we're sisters. Like, so we're women. I mean... I don't care what the world is doing. We are women. So these conferences, I mean, look, you might look like you look with blue hair, but guess what? We're both chicks, okay? We are made up. We have a lot of the same stuff. We can all, you know, we can all have a baby. You know, we all have breasts. We've all experienced having our period. Like we, we're women. We have a lot more in common as women than not in common because there are only two things God made in beginning male and female. So guess what? If you don't find that you have something to relate to because you're a guy when you're around other guys, then you do. doesn't matter how you feel you do. And when I'm around other women, no matter how different they look, I can find something in Christ to relate to them over. You know, we, someone, you know, someone could live a completely different life and say, oh, I got horrible period cramps. You know, I mean, I can relate, you know, or someone may say, you know, my husband cheated 
you know, some of us know the pain of what it's like to be cheated on by a spouse or by a boyfriend, you know, like there's just things, you guys, there's things, there's so much more that we relate to. And identity is so up for grabs today. And, and, and you, you know that there's nothing up for grabs about you when you root your identity in Christ and you begin to really realize who you are, mm. you know? When you look at the journeys that you've been through and the battles that you fought, it's not for nothing. It's because he's trying to plant you in your identity. And, and, and don't be deceived. I love that. Do not be deceived. No one can mock the justice of God. What is sown is always reaped. Christina, you chose to go into that place in the face of your own struggles and your own projections and your own like wounds from some of these women basically making you basically questioning your identity, right? Even your physical identity. So any question of your physical identity always starts to seep down underneath and you begin to question your actual, your interior identity, your heart, your mind, the very reason why you're alive. So in face of all of that, you went in and you got on your face and you sought the Lord and you sowed mercy. You sowed justice. You sowed kindness. You chose to sow the gospel into these women and you reaped all those things in return. They might be invites, but what they really are is it's you're reaping God's love, God's reward, God's mercy, God's justice over you choosing to go into a situation that may have started out unjust. But with the gospel, you leveled the room and you brought justice in. And when you bring divine justice into a situation, everybody has no choice but to look at the woman that they're throwing the stones at and get on their knees and say, whoa, because you know what? Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. I mean, there ought to be crickets after that. It's really powerful, you know, when we really, when we walk in our identity. You know, it's powerful. My heart breaks because I know that so many women around the world struggle with this and so many men. And we live in a world that is sowing chaos. They're sowing into struggle, you guys. The world is not sowing into godly identity. It's sowing into struggle. It's sowing into you feeling like less than you are. It's sowing into you questioning yourself. It's sowing into you thinking that you're nothing, you're not powerful, you're never going to make it, and you can't do it, you, you, you just can't. Well, guess what? Let me tell you, you're not powerful. You, you, you can't make it without what you have. You know? There's so many things that we're not, but our God is. And when we sow what our God says into us, we begin to see the supernatural at work in our own lives. The supernatural went to work for you, Christina, in a bathroom, about to run out the back door and not speak to these women who probably look like a bunch of chicks that you didn't want to speak to. I get it. I get it. But you know what? In my own life, it's it's constantly getting over my own preconceived notions about what I may have even received to base my notion of someone else on, right? So I may have some facts to say, I don't like this chick. She's not cool. But every time I get over that, I get stronger in who I am and I keep the enemy out. 
and I, and I find a way to speak into someone's life that maybe I don't think I can even speak into, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, what are you sowing today? Mm. You know, what are you sowing into yourself? Yeah. I'd like to comment a little bit because, um, for one, I think that it's so beautiful, Christina, that in your moment of like the struggle with identity or really it's just like feeling like you were capable or had the ability. It was really about, I don't know if it was really from what I'm picking up on. It wasn't even necessarily like who you were as a person, but your ability, like, are you capable of doing this? Are you on the same level like this, whatever anyways. But I love that it was in the moment of going, I have nothing unless you do this. Like exactly what Cynthia is saying that in feeling like, in feeling that wrestle with the accusation of not being enough, not being capable, not being this, that, and the other, you ran to the Lord and that's where he filled you up and he was able to use you in that place. You know, I think there's this, especially like in our world, I've been so guilty of this, like feeding into like, how do people in the world gain confidence? How do they obtain like, you know, their strength and their identity? And to me, it's, it's a lot, it's just so empty because it's all based on you can do it, hustle and grind. If you want power, you take power. If you want this, that, and the other, it is so like me centric. It's so human centric. And that is completely a lie. And so even with what Cynthia saying, like, I don't feel like I'm like, I can, I can do it. I don't feel like I'm, I have the strength. I have the wisdom. I, I don't have, I don't, I have, I don't have. Well, honey, you don't have compare that is why we have Christ and I'm just thinking of like you know Paul when he's like saying when he's you know says in the word like I make my boast in Christ I boast in my weakness because that's where his strength is perfected and this over this last month I have been just repenting of how I've been sowing in I literally have been sowing into the values into the value system of the world in terms of like oh, I'm not successful Oh, I'm too old. Oh, I'm, you know, just giving into those stupid superficial values of, of the things that like define your worth, your identity in terms of like worldly standards, you know, and, and it's such a slippery slope because it can start with just, well, I'm just trying to break out of the mold of like, mm. Christ, you know, Christian, whatever religiosity. And then you start, or, or I, I just, I don't, I get, I don't find uh, inspiration in like Christian music. So I've got to like, you know, I found myself as I was getting awakened to more of who I was, not being able to find people to, I don't know, get inspired with, starting to get inspired by like people in the world. And it was so toxic, you guys, because it, it, it was a month of this downward spiral of, of honestly, deception and, and um, depression and, and just feeling so empty, like, man, I'm just not enough. I will never be, I'm too old. I'm this, I'm that, and the other. And then... <laughs> And then um, been just so feeling so heavy that I was like, I'm not in a good place. Why? I had no idea that was because I was sewing into the, the value system of the world, you know, in the name of well, I'm just trying to be get inspired. I'm just trying to like be around like minded people within the creative space, all in the name of all these things that, you know, in a sense are are real. Then um, the Lord started drawing me back to the life of the saints and the holy women of like our faith. And, and not even just women, but men as well. And reading these stories of just 
violent um, surrender and a pouring out of their lives. These, these women who are the most beautiful, the most like desired and adored in the land that gave up everything and all their riches to follow Christ to the point of literal death. And, um, and like one of the consistent, well, I mean like, but like so many, yes, Esther, there's many like St. Mary of Egypt, you know, um, a lot of these women were prostitutes as well who turned and, but, but the consistent theme within all of these most holy like people who just lived in, in in the secret and like didn't want any like fame for themselves, didn't want any worldly success, was the fact that they they consider themselves to be nothing, and all that they have was had was Christ. Like I was reading, I'm sitting here reading this book about these the lives of these holy women, and I'm feeling so convicted because I'm like I'm a narcissist. All I want, I want yeah. people to worship me at the end of the day. That is the root yeah. of, of my sickness right now or whatever this is. I've bought in, I'm buying in on to this value system in the world that says, praise me. Look at what I did. Uh, like I actually like texted my friend saying, I just wrote all these songs, but you know, I'm feeling so, so like, you know, I'm too old to like not be successful. If I, if these songs don't become a hit, then I feel like why even do it? And I had to repent of that. Because yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, literally, I think, so, I think so highly of myself to think that I'm entitled to X, Y, and Z, like when I'm like, so I mean, why am I saying this? I feel like I'm just like blabbing along back to the point of the, like my emptiness, my nothingness, my righteousness is but rags, my, all the good that I could ever do, all the beautiful music I could ever write, all the most amazing things that people could applaud in comparison to Christ, knowing him in comparison to the one designer, creator, most individual, like, you know, different person being in the whole world. Like, I am literally nothing, but yeah. I can be everything in him. So I'm like, it's so interesting that identity, yes, we are loved, we are chosen, we, he, we're worthy, all these things, but, it's, but without him, we're none of those things. It's only because of him who chose us, who called us worthy, who gave his son to die for us. All of these, these things are, it, that's what our identity is wrapped up in. It's not in what someone says about us. It's not in our accomplishments. It's not in like how many people we got saved. You know what I mean? Like when you can sit back and think about these things, the things that like the world bases identity on is so thin and so superficial and in yeah. and of itself at the end of the day is nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, how wonderful, Christina, to be like, I'm having diarrhea in the bathroom right now because I am freaked out because I feel like I'm nothing. And well, I am nothing, God. You have to move. It's there that he can show himself strong. It's there that his strength can literally be put on display because at the end of the day, you didn't make those women come to you. You didn't make those women run up to the run up to the front. And, you know, like it was your surrender to him. And he could go, yes, I made you this way. Now I'm just going to freaking flow through you. Yeah. And that's what happened. So, well, I mean, this, yeah. No, I just, ahead. well, just really quickly, Christina, I think like specifically as a, you know, as a creator, right. As a songwriter, like, I think the power of identity is being able to look at everything the world is doing that they call creative, right. Whether it's successful or not just to be able to look at it and to be able to pull yourself out of, I'm a Christian and this is how we do it. 
or I'm in the secular world and this is how we do it and make yourself, I'm a daughter. This is my father. He's my king. He's my Lord. He's my savior. I'm his daughter, daughter. That means now I'm going to do it the way I do it for him. Whatever that sounds like, it's for him and for me to enjoy the love relationship back and forth. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think really that's it. And then you, 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 if you just live there and someone else is blessed by what you did, it's kind of like building the ark, right? If you build the ark, he'll fill it with what he wants to fill it with. That's why I never entertain conversations about who's your audience? What's your audience? How should your audience look? Um, okay, when we write this book, this is the audience we're going for. Ah, I hear that. And I start to have a meltdown because who's my audience? The whole freaking planet, man. That's my audience. Okay. Now, whoever out of the whole planet is supposed to listen to whatever dribble I'm dribbling, because that's what me and Jesus came up with on that day, that day. And I'm continually transforming my mind, right? But on that day, in that moment, in that bathroom with those soccer moms out there waiting for me and my blue hair, Christina Boudreaux, to come out and speak. This is it. And and, and whoever's supposed to listen out of the whole planet, they're in front of me because God's going to bring them. Whoever's supposed to get on this ark with me, they're going to come because God's going to bring them. Because guess what? He has to. He has to because I'm not... I don't have it. I don't have the power enough, the beauty enough, the brains enough, the, the, the swag enough, the everything. I got a lot of swag. I got a lot of brains. I even got a little beauty. Thank you, Jesus. But I don't have enough to measure myself constantly every day by the world where there's always someone smarter. There's always someone, you know, that the world might say is more beautiful. I don't think there's anybody more beautiful than any of us. I think we're all equally beautiful because God made us all in man. Are we incredible? his creation. But if we get into that thing, then it's like, there's always someone skinnier. There's always someone more famous. There's always someone more successful. Who cares? That is a measuring system that is created by the world. How about this? That's a measuring system created by, by, by the people that God created. I'm sorry. I never liked to deal with the little person. I want to deal with the boss. I want a yes or a no from the boss. And honestly, we have a relationship with the boss, with the creator. Mm-hmm. So we can go there to get what we need and, and, and to get our validation or our critique, you know, our rebuke, whatever it is, because he, he, he chastens those whom he loves as a child, you know, and sometimes we might be having our moment with the Lord and he's like, okay, that's beautiful. Now this is what I want you to say and do. And it might be totally different, you know, but I mean, but we've got to be able to look at all of what's around us in the world from a distance and to see it from the perspective that God sees it. You know, what does he want me to learn? What does, you know, what does, uh, let's see, what does so-and-so you might, Christina, you might, you know, look at Beyonce or something, right? What does Beyonce, how does she hit that note? Father, well, I know you don't want me to, you know, twerk or whatever, like this one or that one, or because I'm your daughter and I don't know, that's not, you know, that's not for me when I'm doing my dancing thing on TikTok, right? Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe not. Maybe it is. I don't know, because I'm not going to tell you how to do you. You and Jesus can tell you how to do you. But it is interesting because 
if you can, you, God may just say, oh, Christina, it's the way that she hits that note. Yeah, I gave you the ability to do that. Hit that girl in the way that you do. I mean, it's just like, that's yeah. like when you're looking at the world and disconnected from any preconceived notion about yourself and your own identity, except that, that, that Jesus tells you, I think you're just able to live in a, a place of being more creative and having more freedom. And, and it, isn't the struggle here really and truly about freedom to be mm-hmm. who we were created to be without anybody stepping on our game or raining on our parade? Like, why? Why do you have to sow doubt into someone else's child? Why are you getting more tattoos? Why do you have blue hair? Oh, my goodness gracious. Why are you in a marriage with that person? Like, you know, but as believers, we can do this. We can yell, like our sister said, Raka, you know, I don't know what that means. Anna, you might have Worthless. Worthless. I think it means worthless. Okay. Wow. That's deep. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's end. No, 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 we cakes. You have mm-hmm. been quiet, too quiet. I've been <laughs> dying to, I want to drink from the well. That is Nova Page also. Oh, yes. Oh. yes. Well, I know we, we have to go here soon, but, you know, kind of I had a vision while everybody was kind of just speaking and I saw this desk in front of me with all of these papers and all of this stuff. And all these voices, like all these opinions and polls. And I just saw the arm of Jesus just wipe it away. And he put a white piece of paper and he said, me, Mm. me. Mm. And, you know, he, I feel like he just said, look at me, look at me. Like, what do you need? Look at me. It's who I am. Like focus. I mean, all this other stuff is just it can just look like piles on a desk and it looks really busy and it might even look really great, but look at me. And, you know, it's interesting. And I know we have to go soon, but I am in a season where, you know, I was on a very large platform at a mega church for years and years and years and years. And now I'm not. And, um, you know, just recalibrating that um, desire to be a true worshiper that it doesn't require a huge platform. And it's interesting. My daughter goes to a new school now and it is, to be honest with you, how we got there is quite miraculous and I'll spare you a lot of the details, but God really put us in a space where honestly, I felt like there's no way that we can afford or go to this school. And God just totally made a miraculous way for our family to be there. And it wasn't so much about the private school. It was about God spoke and he was like, your daughter needs to be there. She is a light. And, um, you know, I think part of me felt like, gosh, we're like not the wealthy people. We're not like the affluent. We're not like blah, blah, blah. And the Lord's like me, look at me just. And, and so I went, they have a chapel every Wednesday. And, you know, most of the time you guys, I'm used to being up front and in charge. And it was quite refreshing. I just sat in the back and the Lord's like, you want to be a worship leader? You sit with all the parents and you just worship me very simply. And I felt like earlier that day, I was like, Lord, when I'm like, I mean, I've been invited to lead worship and I've kind of said no. And I've been invited to speak and I said no. There was very specific reasons for my no. Um, and it was for a greater yes. And sometimes not every opportunity is a yes. But I felt like the Lord's like, Yo, you want to you want to lead people into worship. I need you to lead from where you are. And I want you to sit in the back of the chapel with the kids. And I want you just to worship your little heart out. And you're there 
to sow seeds of just focusing on me with all of these parents that, you know, some of them might show up because they sincerely want to, you know, love the Lord or whatever, but you're called to be a light. And wherever I put you is exactly where I want you to be. So I'm clear in the deck and don't be intimidated by being the new person. Um, just be who I made you to be. And that is a person who loves people, who gives warm hugs <laughs> um, and mm -hmm. sees people. And he said, Nova, you ask people, how may I pray for you today? And so I was like, okay, Lord. And to be honest with you that day, I had to rush out early because my husband got a call and I was, you know, it was not a disobedience. And I, I didn't ask anybody how I could pray for them, but, you know, cause I'm like not the hero Jesus is, but I was like, okay, I'm going to take note of that Lord. Like, let me just, you know, you say like, you know, you've come to, to seek and save the lost. And I want to be a part of that. Like I, I really do. And you know what? I want to be a part of it, like in the simple and in the really small, because I am sowing seeds into my daughter and by doing that, I'm sowing seeds into a culture at this school and into families that, you know, are need Jesus. I'll just put it to you that way. So uh, I feel like um, like my life is very simple. Maybe some would even call it like kind of just small right now, but I'm kind of feeling great about just the really small things and really excited to dig really, really deep and intimate with the Lord in the really small, minute things that no one will like ever see. And that's okay with me. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. And I, you know, you guys, I was invited to, you know, on this podcast, but then I got like, it was like this switch all of a sudden to, I needed a so-and-so amount of followers and email lists. And I felt very like, like nothing. You know what I'm saying? I felt very like, well, we want you oh, you're not at the big organization anymore. We probably don't want you. You need to have like, and I was like- I need to talk to you about that yeah, today. But, but you know, but it, but it, it, it was, I just had to recalibrate. I saw like, honestly, even now as I'm saying, I'm like, Jesus is just like, you know, he's just clearing the deck. He's like, Nova, you don't need to have this many followers for me to use you. You can be used in a really small moments. You can be used in carpool lane. You can mm. say thank you to the security guard. You mm. can bring treats and snacks to the administration. But, you can text your, or email your teacher and say you're a gift. Like it's so awesome. No, what an but, opportunity. But no, can I jump in? I gotta, I, and I, I gotta share yeah. this with you. Before I know we, we go, go today. No, yeah. no, but it's cool. I just, mm -hmm. I have to share. So you hooked me up with that same podcast situation, right? And then you shared with me about the list and everything. And I want to share this with you to encourage you because I think what you did was you partnered with a negative place in your identity that is not real. And instead of having a watershed moment in the bathroom, you let the enemy get a victory there now by not doing it. I'm going to tell you why that same well, stuff. I, I couldn't do it because <laughs> I didn't have the list. No, 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 no. Hear me, hear me. That same approach was given to me. Can we have the list? How many people, blah, blah, blah. 
And I sat with it for a minute. And Anna knows. Anna knows. I sat with it. Uh, At first, I was like, "Uh huh? And then I said, Lord, but you you brought this to me. Why? What's the lesson here? And ain't none of these chicks can speak into what it's like to deal with this insecurities and the struggles of being a single mom and dating as a single mom and trying to find a, a, you know, surrender to Christ and a husband, nobody like me. Yeah. And that's why I thought you were so great for it because I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Hold on. But so were you. So are you. Mm -hmm. So were you, so are you. Let me explain. Cause I think this is a, this is for you going forward. Mm, That's good. That's good. Okay. So I, after I processed because I didn't reply right away to the list thing. I was like, my reply was, let me let that sit for a minute and pray and, and, and think about this and pray about it. From my place of prayer, God said, well, go back and say what you really feel. So I was like, what I really feel? And he was like, no, 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 let me edit that. Go back and say what you really feel when you partner with me, which is why you're partnered with me. So I said this. Okay, listen. Um, we serve a God who goes after the one, not a God who cares whether that one is important or has a big email list or any of that. And that's how I seek to serve the Lord. My background is in television, secular network, all the networks, television. Therefore, I have access to a mailing list that, you know, you will, you don't have, I said, I've had more people tune in to watch me than you have in this new thing that you're trying to do. Yet, because I serve a God who goes after the one, I never once asked you, how many people do you have on your mailing list? How many people are you reaching with your first podcast ever? I never went there because I don't think it's important. That said, yeah, no. And I said to her, and that said, you will never have the millions of eyeballs and the millions of people that I need when I do your podcast. So let's not play that game. Let's just do the podcast or not do the podcast because fundamentally, I don't believe in numbers and lists. Now the ball is in your court. And I said it just like that. And and of course- she came back and was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. I never meant to offend you. I, she didn't even really have a good reason about why. She's playing a game that's been played on her or, or she thinks is the right game to play to seem important or something. Let me tell you what you could do with your numbers and your lists, folks. Let me tell you, because they don't mean anything. I could buy 20 million followers tomorrow if I pony up the right amount of money for Girl Club. It's true. Okay. Right. You right. Christina. I mean, you guys, we all all inflated. It's all, we've all played the game before. So Novi, I, next time, this is how you have to see you the way I see you. You needed to speak to those women because half them chicks are lost. She's not rooted in the word with knowledge that can really impact the life of a single mother. She's not. She's lovely. She's kind of a baby Christian. And most of her listeners may or may not even be Christians, much less mature Christians. They needed you, girl. But you 
need to walk in the spiritual authority to know they needed you in spite of whether or not their leader even knew that they needed you. And then pray for the wisdom the next time that happens to know how to strategically answer that question in a way where the shame falls back where it needs to shame on those who are trying to do God's work without any of God's spirit or God's way in them. We serve a God who goes after the one. That's it. So you will not be shrinking back again and feeling Mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't have the list. Oh my, I don't want to even crew that list. (laughs) Well, I'm giggling because um, I'm giggling because the Lord's been working on me in this, in therapy, actually. (laughs) Good. I've been there. Such a crack up. Love therapy. Um, And I, Quite honestly, Cynthia, um, there, it's it's what we've talked about before, and sometimes just shrinking back from the brave conversation. And I've been crafting, you know, I don't even know if it happened or I, I life has been really, really busy and crazy, but. I had been, you know, crafting. I'm like, man, that just in God's economy, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like I was like, really just going, just doesn't make sense. But I guess if that's your rule, that's your rule. I just, I don't really, I don't have that. Like, or if I did, I don't even know how to find, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to find my, (laughs) that's not like my thing. No, but Um, the teaching, the teaching moment was for her to learn if that's your rule, that's a stupid rule. It's not even Christ-like. Yeah, it is a stupid rule. And I'm going to be honest with you, Cynthia. I thought that. And then I just was like, I didn't mm-hmm. say it. So mm-hmm. it's me learning to be brave and not care if like she ca- thinks Cares. I'm a great person or not. I'm like, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And it's not like so offensive to me. I just, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, if you have watched my life and you've seen what God has done in my life as a mama and a worship leader and a, you know, designer or whatever you've seen as a wife, then that should have been enough because you've watched my life and you want my voice there. And it's not about, you know, all the other things. Cause I could probably gather if I needed to. Oh, and I also told her, this is how the whole entire email opened because I put it in writing because sometimes people need to read stuff a few times. The only reason why I'm doing this is because of our mutual friend, Nova page. That was the way I opened it because she needed to understand when I delivered the lesson of how she should be thinking as a Christian, that the reason why I was even in front of her was because of you, not her. I don't know her from a hole in the wall. Never heard of the woman. Never heard of her organization. Don't know what she's trying to do. None of it. I just loved her heart for single women, for single mamas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been a single it's beautiful. mom. It's beautiful. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just, yeah. No, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. I think it's, it's I'm learning to speak the truth in love, Cynthia, and truth um, has to be partnered with love and being loving. You have to be truthful. And I think, um, there's just a lot to be said about that. And I know we need to end today, but yes, being, being when it's really, really hard and, um, you know, coming out of. yeah. Yeah, I know. 
Well, coming out of seeds of anything but God's identity uh, sown into you for years. And I know that there are many of you listening as we begin as we begin to wrap up today who understand what it's like to have had seeds of doubt and seeds of fear and seeds of worthlessness, raka, sown into you. Yeah. But I got to tell you, you know, you got to understand what seeds you should actually be sowing into yourself, you know, because the seeds that we should be sowing into ourselves are from the word of God. And I, and, and I will, you should not be listening to what anyone says about who you are, except for Christ or mm-hmm. someone that you've given a role, a mentorship role to after much prayer and thought and witnessing how they have their relationship with Jesus. That's who you want speaking in your life. Only mature believers who can help you process in a mature way, in spite of your feelings and your emotions and all of it, you know, how to come out. And, and unfortunately too many of us, and, and I mean, you have suffered church abuse. I mean, you have been in elder abuse, leadership abuse, and all kinds of church abuse for years. And Mm -hmm. so I know that the journey of identity that God has you on is super powerful, but I also know that it's super important, you know, for all of us. Cause uh, look, I, we've, we've all suffered church abuse, but I, my heart really goes out to the, to, to you three, Christina, Christina, Nova in a big way, because you suffered church abuse while submitted and serving a leader, you know, an organization, you know, any church abuse I've suffered, I could always get on the plane and go the other way. It's like, ah, you know what? I feel abuse coming. Deuces out of here. Not hanging around for abuse. Been there, done that. And it's different. I have a special place in my heart because you guys have, you guys have carried the cross. You, you've, you know, you've, God brought me in and kind of started me in a leadership role in a different way within the kingdom. He got He's had you guys serving on the front lines underneath a lot of people for a long time. So to see you emerge and begin to find your identity and walk in it and own it is powerful. It's powerful for me to watch. I applaud it. I want to see it. I can't wait to, I, I can't wait every week that, you know, we're connected even just here to see how you're flying, how you're moving, how you're, because I know that it's important. Because to whom much is given, much has been required. And you didn't go through all of this for nothing. You know, it's because of the seed that you carry in you. And even Mm -hmm. with brothers and sisters in Christ, there are people who want to uproot your seed, damage your seed, speak differently about your seed than the ultimate gardener who planted that seed in the first place. And so, you know, I think it, in, in closing today, maybe I just want to read this so that we can take it with us one more time, because I think it's really important. Every single word is a seed. Every single conversation is a seed. Every thought is a seed. Every action is a seed. 
Every reaction is a seed. Mm. Every relationship is a seed. Every act of worship is a seed. Every word of praise is a seed. Every sentence is a seed. Every act of compassion is a seed. Every act of justice is a seed. Time, time is a seed. So today is planting time. We are sowing time. We must all be sowers every single day because we are, whether we want to be or not. And if we sow love, we will reap grace. If we sow truth, we will reap freedom. If we sow goodness, we will reap justice. If we sow forgiveness, we will reap mercy. If we sow the gospel, we can change the world. So what are you sowing today? You may not be reaping what you want to reap or what you expect to reap or what you desire to reap because you are not sowing what you should and not just not sowing what you should in the lives of others, but not sowing what you should about who Jesus, who loves you so much that he died for you, what he says about you and what he sows into you. There is an inevitable law That is true and very practical. And no matter what you believe or where you are in the world or whether or not you even like the Jesus that we are sitting here telling you we live our lives to serve and to love. It is found in Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. Nobody can mock the justice of God. What is sown will always be reaped. What you are sowing into yourself about yourself is what you will reap from your life. So change what you are sowing into yourself about yourself. As much as you change what you are sowing into others about who they are. On that note, I think we should probably all speak a lot less and be like the wise old owl that my grandpa told me about all the time when I was over talking and he would say, baby girl, we should all be like the wise old owl. You know, the more he heard, the less he spoke, the less he spoke, the more he heard. We all need to be like that wise old bird. And I would look at him. And I was like, but grandpa, I just have something else to say. That is so cute. Oh. That was my grandpa Bert. May he rest in peace. He was everything good about why I think anything good about myself, ultimately. Mm. He sewed into me and called me champion from the time I was a little girl. I know that we know enough as mothers and sisters and friends and leaders to sew into our flock and call them champions. But do we really know enough about the God who loves us and about the power of the name Jesus to sow into ourselves? And what we sow into ourselves sows into our hearts and out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. 
I love y'all. You are great. You are champions. You are amazing. You can do it, whatever it is. You're equipped. You're beautiful. You're smart. You have friends. You have people who love you. I love you. And you know where to find the truth. So in Jesus' name, I encourage you to start speaking identity over yourself. And I think that's all for today, y'all. I'm Cynthia Garrett. Thank you for being a part of Girl Club. Please remember to like us, subscribe, and share. Thank you to Life Audio for being the platform that hosts us. You can find a whole lot of great shows like us on Life Audio, but you ain't going to find nothing as great as us. I'm Cynthia Garrett. I love you guys. Deuces. Peace out. See you next week. considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, Search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.